Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. I'm Brent. And today we're going to talk about hardball. But before we do, uh, we got some feedback from the last episode. Alright. Did we get feedback? So, do you did recall we? Do you recall what our last episode was? The last episode we did was... What was it? I don't, honestly, I don't remember. Uh, we did the Amigos Spooktacular Oh year God, two. yes. God, Ghost God. And it's funny because uh, Bubble Ghost, I played... Just a couple days ago. Awesome. That's yeah, fine. I like it. Um, we, I put a thread up on Reddit. You know, Reddit is where we're getting a lot of our feedback from. Turns out a lot of people are on Reddit. It's Reddit. The they're, they're absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I put uh, just a link up to our site, and I said, what do you think the spookiest Amiga game was? And we got a wide variety of responses. All right. Uh, a guy named PB said... Horror Zombies from the Crypt. Okay, sounds spooky. Yeah, he said the music was really eerie. I don't know that one. I don't, me neither, me neither. Um, Atomic Cyber says Ghosts and Goblins, nothing else comes close. Um, Jimmy G brought up one that I didn't think about, but he said uh, it came from the desert. It, that is spooky. Yeah, he said it really freaked him out. Um, and uh, Eric Hill <clears throat> said a game called Lurking Horror. Sounds Lovecraftian. Well, it is a it's a text adventure, an Infocom text adventure, and it, it does sound Lovecraftian. Um, it actually it's one of the few text adventures, maybe the only one that actually integrates sound. So as you're moving through the game, you know, entering commands, you That's get neat. some auditory. Go ahead, have a look at that. Ah, yeah. Um, and uh, so that is, and then he said second place was it came from the desert due to the awesome kitschy 50s horror vibe. He said the first time you see a giant ant cross your screen is a pretty freaky moment. It is. and Or when you uh, answer the door and something crazy happens or some yeah. fire breaks out. It does. It just pops up. It's it, They do a good job of delivery on that. Yeah, yeah. What about, uh, uh, go ahead. No, no. What, what do what? you think? Uh, Maniac Mansion was on the Amiga, right? Yeah, that had some full freaky parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's still it's got that same sort of kind of kitschy horror well, it does, movie. It, it, it gets you laughing just long enough to be to throw up something spooky. The yeah. first time you see the tentacle, oh like, yeah, ah, click 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 click. <laughs> you know what gets me is the opening cinematic for I think it's Shadow of the Beast two mm-hmm. when that lady's there with the baby and that thing that thing yes. comes reaches down and. You know, she screams and it flies off. Also, that was real creepy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the music and that's kind of creepy too. All the share of the beast games have real creepy music. Those those are almost worthy. Maybe for our next spooktacular, we'll cover Beast Two and Three since yeah. we haven't done those yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tune in next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's only three hundred and sixty days away. Um, we heard back from a guy named DJ Kruki. <laughs> Krooky. Oh, Krooky. Kooky's yeah. better. Um, and he is, uh, he actually wrote Alien Fishfinger. You... Oh, really? Yeah. That unfortunate named game? Right, that's actually really cool. Uh, he says, thanks for your playthrough of my game. And he said, check out the 2011 updated version. Oh, my <laughs> word. Yeah, so we'll have We're to check that out. We're all over that. You need to get, the, we, need to get, we need to get some kind of... You need to ask this guy some questions. Yeah, DJ Crookie, I'll be, I'll be right. Well back done, Crookie. By yeah. the way, that you know, nice How would work. you say that? C R U I C K Y. I'd just say DJ Crookie. DJ C. DJ C. DJ C. Even better. Um, so, uh, what news have we this week, Aaron? Let me consult the news machine of doom here. Uh, we had. Let me skip over here. We had some interesting stuff for for starters. Did you notice the the uh, music video that Eric Schwartz made? Uh, I, I just saw. I guess it's new. It's called the Amiga Song. It's to celebrate the thirty uh, first anniversary of the Amiga. You, this this ring a bell? No. Eric Schwartz is the guy behind all the uh, 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 sexy squirrel videos from back in the Amiga days. Uh, you remember his stuff? He did. All kind, he did the he did the opening cinematic for Super Frog. Okay. He did a, a and he did the uh, kind of uh, 
uh, squirrel, yeah, like sexy squirrel. That's what I just said. Yeah, uh, he, he he did a bunch of animation stuff. They were all, you know, I loved a lot of his stuff. Stuff with jets and some other stuff. Jets. No, not that. And anyway, he did this little music video <laughs> with a, a the kind of like dancing Amigas. McCartney. No, oh. it's dancing Amigas. This song, and I have to say, the video was clever. And the ending of it, I was. It was great. What I, kind of Amigas are dancing? All of them. All Every of them? Amiga. Even the 2000? Everything. All right. Everything. 4000T. This is linked in the Google+. Plus. I think I'm going to start doing the Facebook as well. Is that what we decided? Yeah. So I'm going to start linking. I'm going to start. So basically, you're going to be covered either way. Whether you're uh, on Google+, Plus or Facebook, you can keep keep up with all the news. Thanks to Yeah, Andy. yeah, yeah. Um, the... Uh, uh, we've been following these uh, auctions on the vampire cards on eBay. Have you been following any of this stuff? No. They've been auctioning off the Amiga, the uh, uh, Amiga Five Hundred Vampire Twos. I believe the first one went for over seven hundred dollars. Wow! Not and they, surprising. And they've got another one up. That's I think the last time I checked was over five hundred dollars. And the original MSRP on these things was like three fifty, right? Well, they've changed. I know that, that. they. I know that they raised the price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, let's see if there's anything else. We oh, I'm just to cover some stuff that we'll probably go over when we actually talk about the site news. Uh, Gary's had some interesting stuff go up this week, and he's looked at a couple of interesting um, uh, Amiga editions. Uh, some more corrosion stuff. He looked at an A five hundred, pat like a hard drive, or a hard drive slash RAM expansion. Pretty thin. This thing. I don't know if you saw pictures of it. Um, he looked at a, uh, it was a, a joystick, joysticks or mouse switcher as well. He's had some good stuff uh, back up on there. Um, I think that's pretty much. I saw some. Uh, uh, Oh, did I, I? I know we mentioned this last week. I think about the uh, um, about the O'Brien's telling me about where to find the Amiga roundtables. Mm-hmm. I found a couple more. I linked them up on, on the uh, on the show notes as well. Oh, O'Brien's did also write in uh, with a couple sites where people are making gloom mods. Yeah, did I had you see that. I had I'd heard about that actually, <laughs> and I was surprised. <laughs> Uh, uh, that uh, that it was still being fooled with, but hey, it's you know it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's pretty much all I saw. There were a few, I saw a few things come up. That, remember that nutty indie game we covered? Oh boy, what was the name of it? it was it was a shooter uh, that was out last year. It had weird geometric yeah. shapes and mm-hmm. stuff. I saw that they put out a trainer for that. Probably a good idea because that I tried it. And it was really hard. Um, there are a few games that are. In beta, but I don't usually talk about that, so I'll hold off. That's pretty much all I got. Okay. Well, we had a ton of side updates this week. Yes, um, we did. It was crazy so, time. Uh, we want to welcome again Gary Hucker to the uh, Amigos writing staff. Yeah, he's put. He's been a machine too. He's been yeah. doing some really good stuff. Um, he, uh, you know, just keeps on coming with all these, uh, you know, resurrecting these Amigas and talking about kind of the more obscure, the Super Ram five hundred RX. That's the one. <laughs> um. I uh, also got some news today. Look for we have a new uh, we have a new writer, a new new writer. Really, writing for us, none other than Guru Anthony from okay. the Guru Meditation. Oh, oh. Um, wow! Yeah, he's going to be writing some articles for us. Slick, and uh, he's interested in actually him and his his buddy uh, are, are going to drive down to Hurricane from New York to record a joint show together oh wow yeah that'll be something yeah he's like guys are great he's like you guys are in west virginia that's not too far away and i was like wait from where from new york (laughs) are they from europe (laughs) they they realize that 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 is a long way well and they may be thinking about maybe like wheeling or someplace like that and we're we're not exactly in wheeling but um but hey you guys want to come down? Yeah. The Amigo Studio is open to you. Prepare to be humbled if they show up. <laughs> we will be but drilling fools at their right. feet. Uh, so um, look for an article from uh, Guru Anthony in the near future. I like it when these other podcasters show up. Yeah. Any podcasters, I don't care what you do, feel free. <laughs> Just give us a call. We'll have you on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Flack, anytime. Um, so, uh, of course, Dreamcatcher, he's been at it. 
uh, just writing up a storm. Every Machine. time I go on there, it's another 20,000 word review. Yeah. Machine. Um, he uh, published a couple things. He did one last week that I forgot to cover <laughs> about an anti-smoking game called Don't Breathe Now. Yeah, I did see that, actually. Yeah. I read that. Um, and uh, he put up a great article about all the unused assets in Amiga games. Yeah. And where those things pop up. I mentioned that, you know, that I, when I, I responded to that, because that was another interesting article. Uh, that was uh, un- those unused assets are how uh, Donkey Kong Two came about. That's how that guy who who made the hack of that he used all the unused assets in Donkey Kong to make that game, mm-hmm. and it's a good game. So you know sometimes you can use that stuff. Yeah, uh, he put up a new Xenomorphs in Ditto Land. This time it was a clone of Mario Brothers, and the name of the game is called Duty. D o o d y. Yes, I saw read that so, one too. Wonderful. Um, and then finally, probably this might be his longest review that he's ever done, even longer than the Dizzy one. He put up a review of Wiz Kid, which is, I guess, the sequel to Wiz Ball. Yeah, I read um, that was a very intricate. Yeah, he, I mean, even he's weaving into, plots in and out because now I know exactly what the scoop is. I'm like, what? What is that? Yeah, like, I know the. I didn't know there was a huge backstory. Oh, I know. It's like reading the Silmarillion. I know. I mean, it's <laughs> like you know, he goes back and he just traces all the threads and. Uh, so it's four thousand pages describing the ball. <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm going to give just on the basis of that article. I was this. I've got to give Wizball. I just felt like we because everyone talks about we great it is, and we, we just must suck. Yeah, I think it has something to do with maybe doing it with the gamepad and not not the joystick. There are a and couple things. There are a couple games we've played over the years. The years I say now because we're nearing our. <laughs> we are, but uh, um, and Wizball, and I tell you, as much as I've ragged on it and killed it. I've never understood how everyone can like North or South. There's got to be something I'm missing. Well, now that we know how to properly emulate better, I think that maybe we can handle some of those speed issues, possibly. Um, You know, even with Hardball, I use those same configuration settings for Ghosts and Goblins, and it worked like a charm. So... Um, and just in case people are, you know, into emulation and they're curious about the settings that we're using, it is, and this came from Paul Kitchen, you want to use 1.3, which Aaron, that's what you suggested. You want to use 512 fast RAM and 512 chip RAM. And um, there was one other piece of the puzzle. Oh, yeah, and then the, just a plain Jane 6800, not the 030. Yeah, really like not. There wasn't much that supported that newer stuff. This reminds me, this isn't news, but it's sort of sad news. I was just thinking that when you get your SCART cable, we'll be able to, we'll be able to uh, do a lot of, uh, you know, actual Amigas. Oh, here he pops it out. You don't mean that SCART cable, do you? So, I've got, as I untangle it from the computer cable, which is precarious enough as it is. Little paper. Um, so, this is a uh, Amiga RGB to SCART cable. Now... The problem is, is that the adapter that I have is also a male end. Oh, so it's not going to work. So you need a, you know, you need a female. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to end up doing is getting a SCART to HDMI adapter and then just buying an HDMI. I'll let you have a SCART to HDMI adapter. No, I don't. What do you have? I've got a SCART to composite adapter, but it's male. It's not female. So. Um, have you looked for a gender, gender changer? changer? I, I posted on the Amiga Reddit and was soundly told that that uh, would not uh, work uh. by multiple people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, it's time anyway. You know, we need to get a better capture card anyway. You know, so it's coming. But we've got this piece of the puzzle. I ordered this from that uh, European Amiga shop, shop that starts with a V mm-hmm. for sales or something like that. And... Um, what did they end up running your boat after shipping? About 17 bucks. That's not bad. Not bad. Well, along these lines, uh, I have been cursed with yet another Amiga problem. This time, I fired up my uh, uh, CD32 this week to play uh, some games. I had my rig set up, and I was going to use a super video output. And lo and behold, uh, when the I, I boot up a game, and, the, and for some reason, the screen... Uh, I'm losing some of the screen or all of the screen when a game's playing. Hmm. I don't know why. I'm going to like have left a, or right or up and down. It's hard. Imagine if you take the video cable uh, and, and and your VCR or your television and just start slightly pulling it out. And right when you get to the point where there's barely any contact, that's it'll do that basically. Uh, I, and it's it's every port. I'm going to look into it. Uh, 
in fact, this weekend, I'm going to do a lot of this stuff and uh, try to figure out what the problem is. Also, I have a feeling, I've been doing a little research on my Amiga 1200 problem, and I think, and I, and Gary Hucker, of all the people, is the one that got me to thinking about it, is the, uh, I'm wondering if I'm not having a battery meltdown in my 1200, oh, yeah. because they, I've read that the, it's always uh, a worry. the battery is near some of those little controller uh, areas, so I'm going to, this week is the week I'm gonna, or this weekend I'm gonna pull both those open. I've actually got a little spare time, and I'm gonna to try to figure out what's going on. But I have gotten the Amiga 1200 up and running enough to where I can record some stuff. I've got three of them in the can, and uh, I'll be putting out three. I think I've got uh, I've got Stunt Car Racer. I've got uh, we're gonna do bar games, and I also did uh, oh, shoot what was it? I did another one. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. So it should be three Amiga plays coming out for me. But uh, I'm gonna tape. When I pop these things open too, so there should be some watch dumb guy fumble around in the dark videos for me <laughs> as I try to figure out what's wrong with these things. People like that, you know. Whenever I show uh, make little videos of like the Amigo Studios and stuff like that, we need the uh, this is Amigo Studios East. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, the problem is, anytime I'm fumbling around in the dark, I'm wrestling with things that are expensive, old, and they can't be replaced. <laughs> so then you can see the problem. Then you know what you ought to do is do an Amigos plays of that crazy robot quiz show thing that you bought. You mean the two uh, XL? That's exactly what I'm talking about. People would love it, Amigos plays of that. I might do it. I've got several eight tracks. If he didn't eat them, I might be able to pull it off. Awesome. <laughs> you remember him? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You didn't like 2XL as much as I did, did you? <laughs> Jerk. How can you say that? Well, he wasn't born in the late 60s like you were. So. <laughs> oh! Oh, my! One of the Amigos was choked to death with a scart cable earlier today. You better drink a lot of that booze. <laughs> If he was drinking booze like that, I'd be afraid. That would yeah. be scary. That'd be that's that's John Bonham. Brent, okay. what do you got to contribute today in the news in the news and feedback zone? I I like Amiga. <laughs> Excellent. Nice work, dummy. <laughs> um so it's time to move on though to Hardball, which is a game that is near to both of your hearts. You put a lot of game a lot of hours into oh, this yes. game. This is one of those games that I didn't play. I don't know that this game came. If it did come to the Atari computer, I never had it. I always had Star League Baseball for the Atari 800. Um, Star League was a sort of different type of game. That was like yeah, it's a top-down, bird's-eye view. Not nearly as graphically impressive as Hardball. Even the C64, you know, the 8-bit version of this game still looks good. By the way, this did come to the Atari. Did it? I, okay. I figured it did. It came to everything. Yeah. All this classes. was a big release. Yeah. Um, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about the overview, Aaron? Okay, uh, Hardball, of course, one of the reasons we picked this was because it was much like Bar Games. It was also from Accolade. Accolade put out Also, some... the big World Series that just happened. And the big World Series that just happened. Did anybody watch that? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I watched the, I knew the you. I last you game, vote. the rain delay, the, the sweat and bullets. How long did the rain delay go in there? 15 minutes. Yeah. Not too bad. But apparently, the speech given in the Cubs locker room was... Epic. was yeah. Yeah. I, I was... I haven't been a baseball fan for about 20 years. Uh, the, when the old the steroid scandal hit, I was pretty much done. Because that was your, those were your guys. When I left, my National League team was the Cubs. So, Mark Grace. Good to see. Good to see them finally win. I was rooting for Cleveland. Although, really, this was a battle of towns I don't care about. <laughs> and my team stinks. But, uh, uh, yes, so it was also World Series time, so we picked this one. So, Hardball. Now, on the Amiga, it came out in 87. I believe it debuted... I know it debuted on the Apple II. Really? Uh, uh, and I believe it was eighty. Maybe it was like eighty six or eighty five. Even it was it was a it was pretty long back. Uh, and uh, so it's funny that yeah eighty five. That's exactly when it was. So it's if you think about it, this game was incredibly old. Yeah, all things considered. Um, it was again. It was uh, published by Accolade. It was it was uh, developed by an outfit called Distinctive Software. Now, Distinctive Software was sort of specialized in sort of sporty-type games. I've played some of these. I'm going to read some of these off and see if you guys remember any of them. Uh, they did a 4D Sports Boxing, which yes. I remember that one. Sport 4D Sports Driving. No. Uh, Bill Elliott's NASCAR Challenge. Yes. Um, they did Dick Tracy, The Crime Solving Adventure, which was the uh, graphical adventure game like a like a scum type game uh well i don't know i haven't played it but mm. I, I do remember seeing it yeah, I've, I've never seen it um they did uh I, this game i remember the international grand prix racing cycles 
Uh, they did, of course, they did Hardball too. They did some Mickey learning games, but the big games they did. Let's see if you remember these: Test Drive and Test Drive Two: The Duel. Oh yes. In both those, which are tremendous games, and I assume they were. We need to do a test drive game at some. Point. I can't believe we have not done one. Actually, it's quite it's quite amazing. So anyway, they were they were pretty good hands. They worked with Accolade a lot uh, back in the day. Uh, Accolade themselves put out a ton of, of 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 good games, bar games is the one that immediately comes to mind. But they did a lot of stuff. I mean, they were a pretty big time house uh, publishing house back in the day. One thing that this game reminds me an awful lot of. This is a duh duh moment, but it's. Eerily similar to Fourth and Inches, if we, you remember that one, the football game. Oh yeah, I do. I've never Fo- played it. It is the exact. If you took the, if you took the engine from this, I'd say engine up, down, left, right, and, mechanic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and put it in football. Yes. Now it works better in baseball. It does. Uh, but it it was a pretty playable football game. I, I remember enjoying it. Yes. Yeah, and I don't yes. I don't remember how if they did any sequels to it, like they did Hardball. I, I I don't remember like. Do you remember Fourth and Inches two or three? I don't remember. I don't, but I think I think base or football had a lot of big hitters emerge. Yeah, when it would have been having a sequel. Um, we've done some of these uh, accolade games in the past. Jack Nicholas Golf, Elvira, you know, obviously Bubble Ghost was, which I think is the reason why we jumped on this in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about what hardball is. Um, hardball is a, a, a basically it's an American baseball game. You have two teams. Uh, you don't get to choose your teams. You don't get to choose your players. They're hardwired in. All right. Now that would change. I believe in Hardball Five when you could actually. You Holy had, cow! They did four sequels before no, you could actually yeah, change your team. Well, Hardball Five is the one that I remember. I, I think I know that's one where you could edit stats. That, that's the one you could you could you had a league of teams. You could set up leagues. And, and you could do trades. You could do. Uh, you could do a bunch of like management stuff where they brought in one thing. Hardball, the Hardball series did. We're skipping ahead a little bit. We'll just go ahead and talk about it. The Hardball series sort of combined the action genre of baseball with the statistical genre that had been around, like like managerial Earl, type, like mm-hmm. Earl Weaver or uh, uh, I'm trying to go another one where you or didn't the did Star League have any? Stati- was that was mostly no Star League didn't do anything. I like can't that. remember. It's been lots of places, like, but I mean they took. They made it so your roster could uh, you could flesh it out. You could edit you can the team see, names. You can see stats. I mean, for a lot of games, you couldn't even see stats of this vintage. And, spe- and I'll put it, for example, my buddy and me, when the Reds played the A's in the World Series, uh, we put the Reds on one team and the A's. That was a great day for me. Mm-hmm. A's on the other team. And we actually programmed the entire teams, both rosters in with their full stats. And we had the computer play itself over a series of games. And the Reds won. Just and, like and, real and, life. Yeah, just like real life. But I mean, they went in four. I'm not saying I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying it was 100 accurate, you know. But it was. You could do it. Mm-hmm. It was something different. TV sports basketball, similar, you know, similar mm-hmm. situation. You could put your own team names in. At that point, it didn't really matter who you had. But in the original Hardball, that wasn't in yet. Now, do uh, you think that was a way of skirting around paying the leagues for the names and likenesses? Or do you think that was just a natural progression of the technology? In Hardball's case, I think it's because they were talking about a game from 1985 that fit on one disc. I don't think licensing really was a thing, hardly. I I think that, um, you know, like, the MLB license, I think the first game to use it was RBI Baseball. And it didn't even have the team license. It only had the player's license, which is weird to think about. But that's the way it was. Um, I think that... It's odd to me. I can't think of, you know, a baseball game. This is like right in the middle of when baseball games are really early and then later baseball games because it's got the graphics of, you know, like not quite as good as, say, Bases Loaded, but it's pretty close. Oh, I would say it's it's on par. But, you know, the, the not have the ability to choose your team from a list of teams. Well, now... You, you could choose between two teams. You get the All-Stars and the Champions. Okay, you're right, you're right. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Hardball 2, you could actually choose the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, I think they had all the major league cities mm-hmm. at, at the time. And, um, and sure, I'm sure that, you know, they looked at the market and they say, you know, it costs this much to get the license. It's not worth it to us because we don't have, I, there really wasn't a whole lot of competition on the PC in the baseball space. 
I mean, besides Hardball, what else was there? Oh, Earl Weaver. Base, yeah, the base is loaded. Was base is uh, loaded on PC? I don't, I yes. Don't. Was it? I'm almost positive, yeah. In fact, I believe I can tell you a couple of other... Uh, Earl Weavers mm-hmm. or Championship Baseball were two that were out at the same... Okay. Which It'd be interesting to know... I don't remember Championship you know, Baseball for the obvious reasons. It would be interesting to know if any of those had the license or if none of them did. I remember... As a child, and I don't remember what age, that being able to input your own names was a big deal to <laughs> mm-hmm. me. Not because I wanted to put the pro players, but because I wanted to put my friends on the yeah. team. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I half wonder if that was a selling point at the time. Like, make a team of your own and then, then go sure. face the champs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I do know for a fact, for sure... In the later years, football games did it to skirt, skirt around mm-hmm. the paying the licenses. Right, right. Now, now, to get into the... Let's get into the meat of the game in terms of gameplay. So, this game, what made it unique was most baseball games took sort of a top-down view, mm-hmm. right? Sort of like... Uh, Atari 2600 baseball, mm-hmm. or or in television. Right. You right. either have kind of the view looking down, like if you could fly up in the air behind home plate and you're looking down at the diamond, or like Star League baseball view where you're behind the first base dugout, but you're way, way, way high in the air and seeing it from an isometric right. point of view. This game took a uh, very uh, television shoot approach where you're, when you're, uh, you're, the camera is behind to the, the pitcher at an angle. So you see the pitcher and you see the batter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tremendous jump in playability and the way, it's certainly the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at what this game is, if you boil it down, there's not... It's a simple game in some ways. The animations are simple. Because oh, You're right, but I'm saying the pitcher, he, all you had to basically do was animate him throwing the ball. He doesn't really... He just looks like a guy throwing the ball. It looks good, but that's that, that's his animation. Mm-hmm. And they had they went as far as to do an overhand and a sidearm yeah. type of approach. The catcher gets behind him. He moves that glove around, <laughs> but I mean, he never moves. Yeah, the glove, the glove is the can only fly thing off moves. his arm <laughs> with telekinetic powers, and he catches some of the crazy balls you throw. Now, uh, uh, the fielders are animated, but they're much less interesting looking. They're that when you when the ball's hit into the outfield, for example, or hit at all. You switch views to more a more traditional view, you a know, sort of at a slam, down. but still. Yeah. And then you and then you can, but the, they do give the illusion that the ball is in flight. You can, I mean, I didn't have any trouble really telling if the ball was in the air. Once you played a few times, you could understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a ground or whatever. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, the uh, the way you pitch and hit are quite revolutionary. I think I don't remember it being done like time, this. Yeah. Yes. You and feel well, even. and it's still done today. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, you take your joystick and if the 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 uh, on if you're pitching, there'll be a list of pitches on on the on the left hand side of the screen, and there'll be I mean, and the thing is, it varies between pitcher, which I like because not every pitcher has every pitch, mm-hmm. and this game has the knuckleball, which I'm a big fan. Oh of. yeah, so I always I like to play knuckleball pitcher. So you it'll be like left for fi- fastball, right for curveball, up for slider, down for uh, breaking ball, and then you, so you that, and you move your joystick that direction, hit the button, and then the next menu will pop up as your plate where you want to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. You can throw it, and you know it's think See, of a tic tac toe, right? You could throw it in any of those squares, and then once you hit the button, your ability to control the pitch is gone. He just throws it where you told him to, mm-hmm. depending on his fatigue and his ability to have be accurate. So the statistics come into play at that point, and then as the batter. You click the ball, the button once to say I'm ready, or you can have it. You can say pull down and click the button to say we're going to bunt. Okay, and then the next thing comes up is a tic tac toe thing, and you're going to choose to try to choose which area you're going to hit the ball. You know, look for to hit, to hit the ball, and then you you hit the button when the ball gets there. You're actually playing your part in real time, not like the pitcher. And then you'll either hit the ball, you'll miss the ball, or the ball will be a ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's it. Um, you know, it's funny. Trying to explain the rules of baseball, I always thought that baseball was an easier game to conceptualize than football. 
but it's not. Like yeah. having a wife that doesn't know American sports, the the variables that go into everything that happens in baseball all the time, at the end, I was just like, just watch it and it'll start to make sense, which is code for I don't know how to explain this problem. You understand why <laughs> baseball is uh, a popular American sports pastime, right? No. Statistics. Oh, yeah. 100% it's, it's the only thing that keeps the game from being unwatchably boring. It, 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 <laughs> that, I mean, that's why it caught on, because you can always, if you want to be knowledgeable about it, you can say, oh, I know this, all right. this dude's oh, stats. Yeah. And then that says to someone else, oh, he, right. he knows blah, blah, blah. Yeah, being able to read the box score, even keeping score. Like, you don't keep score for any other sport with the with the pad and stuff. And You're right. You're right. The uh, playing, I think playing baseball is more fun than watching it. Absolutely. And playing, and I will say this game, uh, despite the fact that you're looking at something that's 31 years old, right? It, um, it's still a playable game. Mm-hmm. It looks remarkable, in my opinion. It does, and it plays well. And what I like about it is, you most baseball to this point have been pretty cut rate, mm-hmm. right? Now, not everybody like my favorite baseball game of all times is the Intellivision. MLB baseball. It gives you total control of your character uh, on your game pad. It's the only thing that uses that game pad perfectly, yeah. in my opinion. Now, that said, it's not a real looker. It's not. Well, again, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the Intellivision. But, I mean, it playability. But this game is an excellent bridge mm-hmm. between the two. Mm-hmm. It gives you... I mean, I, I, it's amazing. The one-button joystick interface they came up with for this is genius. When the balls hit... Uh, you are pretty much controlling the fellow that the ball is going to be nearest. It'll be flat. Your guy will be flashing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as you catch the ball, the menu will pop up with all the players you could throw it to. And you it's and and you would think to yourself, well, you catch the ball, then you've got to make that decision. It can be very seamless. Mm-hmm. I threw. I was throwing guys out at first base sometimes. I would. I had plays, very exciting plays, where I'd get a guy at a home plate. You know, with a good throw, you could hit the cutoff guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, your runners have the ability to, to uh, advance a base. They have the ability to steal. They have uh, a lot of... You can intentionally walk people. Mm-hmm. You can set lineups the way you want them. You can change the lineups. You can't change the guy's stats, but you can change if sub. they're playing or not. There's plenty of guys. You can sub. Yeah. You can change pitchers. There, you, can, uh, um, <clears throat> you can intentionally walk. Like I said, you can do a bunch of interesting stuff that you wouldn't expect a game that old to let you do. Uh, it has everything that baseball is, you know, with the exception of like infield uh, out rules. Empty fly, the infield fly rule. Right. Uh, it doesn't go that in that deep, but it goes remarkably deep. It does, um, and it's it's a smooth interface. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's for the time it's top shelf. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I haven't played this thing for decades. And to go back and play it this week was sort of a joy. I played the computer. I, I think I played four full games, and I played a couple. Wow. Where I, <laughs> I played a couple where I was just like, I played for a little while. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm getting murdered. Mm-hmm. You know. But it, did you find the AI to be pretty fair? The AI is tough. It ramps. It it, <clears throat> it, it starts out, uh, you know, swings at anything, mm-hmm. and it actually. When as the game up, goes on, on, I, I yeah. thought I'd agree with you on that. No, it does. The for, first for couple sure. innings, you can knock them out, and I mean, I'd be doing great, and then man, I'd get murdered. Mm-hmm. You know, hitting is difficult for me, um, and, and, and that's the com- biggest complaint of the game was hitting was too hard. But hitting is hard, and so it's not entirely it's, unrealistic. Yeah, it's also hard in real life. Yeah, so. uh, and and so that, I thought that was neat. I like the ability to. To uh, you know, I love the ability to swap players. I mean, you can do weird stuff like put a pitcher out in left field. Mm-hmm. You could put three or four pitchers in and swap mm-hmm. between them. Mm-hmm. You know, you would never do this in real life. It gives you, you that freedom. Sure, and I mean, they could they didn't have to do that. Now, when you uh, start the game, or when you when you go to a timeout uh, where you, there's a screen that lets you pit, ma- do your managerial maneuvers. This is an ugly screen. <laughs> they did not go out of their way to make this part of the game attractive in any way. Right, but the text is easy to read. It's you easy know. to read. It's and, functional. And really, I think the graphics mode on the Amiga that you have to fit that many columns of text on the screen, I don't think they could have done it. You might be way. right. It's very utilitarian, mm-hmm. right? Now, that said, uh, when you hit a home run, it is not impressive. 
<laughs> your guy runs the bases. He, he goes it. over the ball. You hear some noise, and it says home run in a little box. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no fireworks. No, he's not strutting yeah. like the Nate. He's mm-hmm. just he runs the base. He's not taking a he's not taking a wide turn at first. He ain't doing jack. I'd love to see the Nate hit a home run. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, the uh, I like some of the little flourishes. For example, uh, when you're when you're looking from the pitcher's perspective, you'll see a guy leaning out of the backstop in the back. And he's occasionally you'll see him blow a bubble. He's chewing gum mm-hmm. back there. You know, yeah, you yeah the that? managers and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was that was cute. Um, and did you notice he's chewing the same color gum as his team? Is he? The red, te- yeah, red <laughs> oh, team, yeah, red team chews red gum. The blue <laughs> team blue chews blue gum. The uh, um, it's a simple game in a lot of ways. Baseball. I mean, I know you just said it wasn't, but it's in a lot of ways baseball can be a simple game when you grow up with it at the base simple. at the basic level. Could you did you feel like you could pick this up and immediately you understood everything? Um, the no, I it took me a while to figure out exactly because I didn't look at the manual that you have to press the button and then press the to to trigger the the, the arrows to come up yeah. and then and then do and, it. So you just sat there and you were wondering why you weren't getting pitched right. Yeah. But once once I did figure that out, it became very easy and in a. I really admire the way that they. It's a combination of giving you the freedom to do what you want, but not making it so complicated that it's too many options. That's right. Yeah. When when your biggest comp, uh, complaint about learning how to play is sitting there for thirty seconds and then figuring out. Right. You know, you did something good in your yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. The every throwing to second makes sense. You hold up. Throwing to first makes mm-hmm. sense. You hold right. Uh, you might take that for granted because some games don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, bases loaded, three. three. It was an <clears throat> and you know you think how do you mess that up? But then you think, well, it's genius that they got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the the call on the pitches, something that is different between the Amiga version and the C sixty four version is on the C sixty four version, everyone had a fastball. Everyone could just hold no direction when mm-hmm. they picked a pitch. And could throw a fastball. Interesting. Which makes sense. I believe the PC was like that as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The Amiga version, you have to do a direction. And uh, fastball can be a pitch. Mm-hmm. But but you might have a cutter instead or right. something like that. There are pitchers yeah. that don't have fastballs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which um, I, I think that's good. Well, everyone can throw, throw the ball hard. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. your knuckleballer is not going to be a big... He's probably not going to be a fastball guy, for right. example. Well, and here's the yeah. thing. Another pitch is fastball exclamation point. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. that's that's the dude that can really throw the hits. Okay, yeah. okay. He's the I, I never saw him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, pitch, I, the pitching added a lot to it for me. I like the fact that you've got different types of pitchers. Again, they didn't have <clears> to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but that made it fun. Um, the you know it's a funny thing the outfit that made this game eventually got bought by first of all they were they were the first big Canadian um, yeah. the can, first Canadian deve- software developing game software developers huh. and so I thought that was interesting and they were eventually absorbed by EA mm-hmm. now what this did was and to, to a certain degree this left Accolade in the cold. Mm-hmm. Because this this was the company that made a lot of their top games, mm-hmm. and so they ended up it, it didn't go well for them. In fact, there was a lawsuit between the two, I think two lawsuits, but you know after they left, uh, where they were saying that these guys took code with them and vice mm-hmm. versa. So yeah, you know an accolade, boy, they just were there and then they were gone, weren't they? Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. I mean, I'm sure there was some behind the scenes thing where they didn't make their their working editions well. You know, good enough for people to stay, uh, but you hate to see a company fold. Uh, yeah. At least I do. Now I have another question about the the play of the game. Did you feel like the pacing was good? I didn't like the fact that you have to space bar. Like it takes you back to the stack screen after every after every batter. Um, that when you have to take your hands off the controller, it kind of takes you out of the experience. Um, but apart from that, like you guys said, you know. I really like the ambience of the game and the way that the game felt like it was kind of old school, old school in my mind, which is like the 1980s. That's where, it is old school. Where you didn't have the green screen advertisements behind home plate. You know, you just had like a cinder block wall. You know, and you had an interesting crowd, a very yeah. colorful, interesting mm-hmm. crowd, a very di- racially diverse, colorful clothing crowd. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know, I love baseball. Uh, it's my favorite sport. I played baseball my whole life. When I when I lived in England, I played baseball. I played, you know, when I was in a league. Now I play softball, which if you don't know what that is, that's baseball for old, old fat, lazy men. Um, <laughs> Often and, involving beer. Yes, uh, always in my team's case. <laughs> and um, and so, uh, you know, in this game, really, it it captured the it captured the way that the games feel in a way that not a lot of baseball games from 1985 did. Well, and not a lot of game, not a lot that. They capture today, yeah. Because now in baseball games, you can literally skip everything that you aren't involved in. If you're playing the third baseman, which I think it's awesome, you can pick a player and be this player. Mm-hmm. But you skip three or four innings if you don't bat. You you skip your complete the teams that bat. If the ball's not coming to you, you skip. Not now you can turn that all off, mm-hmm. but you can shorten the, an entire game to be like 15 minutes. Right. I I appreciate the pacing of hardball because it does feel like baseball. However, it also feels like baseball right. and baseball is a very slow mm-hmm. sport. Right. right. And if you if you're not into that and you can't tune if you can't get yourself in that mindset, you're not going to enjoy it. The thing is, I That's want to for our European fans that who may not be no or I noticed that we had a lot of hits from Israel here in the past couple. I, don't know for I think that was that was a hacker. I don't know, but uh, for anyone who is not acquainted with baseball, and you're thinking to yourself, "I'd like to get in here and and maybe I'd like to give this a shot," this is the perfect game because it's not complex. It's you can sit down and you can probably figure it out. I mean, really, it's not a difficult when you boil baseball to its basic parts. It's not that difficult. You know, you know I'd have to play. Because I don't want to tell people this is the one. If you have an Amiga, this is the one that you should play. If you have multiple systems, this would not be the game that I would recommend you play first if you don't know baseball. Which one do you think would be simple? Oh, I think RBI Baseball on the regular Nintendo. Uh, Little League Baseball is a vastly superior game. I'm not saying oh, this is a superior game. game. There's tons. But this yes. is a one-button joystick game that has literally minimal input from you. You don't you, have to do anything. You're going to be frustrated with the hitting. Too frustrated. You are. It, yeah. Because it's realistic hitting. Yeah. If you go an entire game and get 12 hits, you're like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. Um, but, that said, if you have an Amiga um, and you want to try a baseball game on the Amiga, how would you compare this to Earl Weaver? Was Earl Weaver on the Amiga? Yes. Yes. Was it? I, you know, well, I, I know Hardball Two was on here, which we have, mm-hmm. we didn't. I didn't look at for this review. We may go back and look at that one sometime. Uh, I remember Hardball Two different it, pitching angle. It's a little different. It's a lot different. But I, you know, I, I remember playing Earl Weaver back and way back. This is a this is a Earl Weaver had roster discs and stuff that this doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So Earl it Weaver got was more into that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, you know, and when it comes to just ease of play. This one, I think, is just... And if you were something to pick... I mean, fourth and inches is the same way. Is it the best football game? Absolutely not. Is this the base, the best baseball game? Almost certainly not. But if you want to sit down and play something real quick that's fun, that requires minimal knowledge of the sport or minimal effort just for something for fun, I think this is a fun game. If you want to grab a beverage, sit down, and figure out American baseball... And don't play some high-paced shooter beforehand. Just yeah. sit down mm-hmm. and just say, I'm going to take 15 minutes to figure this sport out. 100% this is the game. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You can show me your article, by the way. Oh, well, what's, are we going to the review? We're moving on. Okay, this game actually released twice. Um, it released in 1987 and then re-released in 1993, which is mind-boggling to me. <laughs> it was uh, probably part of a compilation <clears throat> hits thing. I'd it, it, no, it was a standalone game. It was still, I'm sure it was released it, on a greatest hits it, type thing. It, no, it was just a budget game. Yeah, it was released I mean. as a budget, but not with other games with it. It was alone. Right. Um, the the 1987 release was mixed reviews, but it was far more positive than the 1993 release. Apparently, the 1993 release changed next to nothing. Uh, which, I guess, if you played this in 97 and then someone... Or 87, and then someone handed it to you again to play in 93, you're going to think something's going to change, things are going to get better, maybe the batting's a little bit easier, and when it's not, you get punished for it, and the reviews punished it. 
uh, something I printed out that was kind of, it's kind of amusing. If you look right Keep going. here, this little block of gray, that's an entire review of the 1993 version. That little square of text is what they decided was worthy of giving the game. <laughs> Which the first game in, 90, or in 87 released to two pages of reviews on right. almost every platform. Well, now that you, you put it, I didn't put that together in my mind in that context, but reviewing a game that at that point was ten year, almost 10 years old, you know, 85 to 93, you know, I wouldn't give it that much text either. Well, and this magazine <laughs> felt 100% agreed. Something else that's amusing is if you, first of all, it, the roster, uh, little uh, Easter eggs, has... Uh, Designers of the game in there. <laughs> that old chestnut. Mm -hmm. um, the manual of the game has little tips and tricks. Uh, a whole section of it. My favorite being uh, that they scout the team for you. Uh, tells you who the best pitchers are. Uh, what kind of pe uh, pitches they throw. Um... They go out of their way to really uh, ham it up in the manual. Uh, they very uh, stylized manual, a, a fun read. Once you get past actually how to actually play the game, it's 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 got a little, a couple quips in there that's pretty good. Um, no trivia really on this game outside of the developers on the on the list, uh, but fun game. You know, do you remember the box for this game? I do remember that as well. It was it was like green. It was turf. It looked like turf all over the box. It mm -hmm. wasn't. I mean, like it was just picture of turf. It was very distinctive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it stood out in my head. I remember mm -hmm. that. I, very yeah yeah. It, was, I it definitely just, it was, like it that just looked like uh, you know a major league field was the box. You know, just like the, the close up of it. Right. It was very. I always thought that was kind of goofy. Uh, but it but it was very. You could see it. You could pick it out of a crowd. That's you know, sure. I wonder was this the only baseball game on the Amiga until Earl Weaver came? Well, out. Hardball too. This was after Earl Weaver, I think. Earl Weaver preceded Hardball. Yeah. The game before it? Yeah. Mm. Earl Weaver's pretty old. Earl Weaver was an electronics art game uh, that was out at the same time. Uh, slightly older is Championship Baseball. Okay. Because this review it goes out of its way to say, buy those others, don't buy those. Well, there's also there's Hardball 2, and I believe there was a TV Sports Baseball as well. So, Which was also uh, so you had options, you know, yes. if you were an Amiga owner. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Bo. Just slightly, but sort of. What year do you think do you figure that the Neo Geo baseball game we like so much came out? Two thousand two. No, no, no. Uh, Nineteen ninety eight. So you're talking about uh, baseball yeah, stars? Baseball stars. Uh, baseball stars. Two. Well, baseball stars came. Baseball stars had a port on the original Nintendo. So I'd say well, yeah, radically different game. Nineteen eighty nine. Right, but the, the the arcade version came out before, right? The, oh, so. wait, the, you're talking about Baseball Stars Two, right? Well, a Baseball Stars Two is the one I like, but that series is pretty I'd old. Say, I'd say I'd say Baseball Stars Two, probably early '90s, '93. Mm -hmm. Baseball Stars One, maybe 1990, '91. I'll, I'll, it's another. I was thinking I was, when we were talking about the easy games to pick up and play. Baseball Stars Two. It's not Neo easy Geo. at all. I, what do you mean? I think that's a great game, and it's fun. Oh, no, it's awesome, but it, it, I don't think it's that easy. difficult to play to you. We, you, we played a lot of it. It is because you've got, got power-ups and stuff that aren't really part of baseball. You don't have to use them, though. We've made game, we have games where we just don't use power-ups. But that's not the point. Yeah, They're still there. They're, that's a fun game. Uh, be, I mean, just, it's a fun game. You know, if you consider the way that looks and sounds, though... And to think that they were releasing Hardball the same year that maybe that would came out. Right. It's like, holy shit. Well, smart. and that's why, oh, you know, yeah. they, there are so many games for the original Nintendo that just are just, they're just better games than this. But if you have an Amiga, you know, we're talking about Amiga. What? Yeah. Um, Baseball Stars came out on the original Nintendo in 1989. The port, the arcade port, I'm looking up. So talk about something else. Uh, all right. Something else that came to mind when I was reading this. This little itty bitty square review. Why don't you read that? Uh, because it's really poor print. I'll try. <laughs> uh, this uh, U.S. Gold is the one who did the port. Uh, they said that you know surprisingly not much of an improvement over its eight bit counterpart, <laughs> despite the inclusion of sampled speech, which is something we didn't even talk about. Was the sound? Yep. Strike. The guy says strike, and the crowd cheers 
Very good. Actually, the crowd continuously murmurs, which you think would find it be annoying because it's a complete loop, but it breaks up the silence it's great. just enough. It's great. There are so many <clears throat> Amiga games that we play that are just dead silent, and I was so fearful that this would be one of them. But it, the, the, the crowd noise, that ambient sound, it's great. It's yeah, it awesome. was good. I will say the sound in this, I don't know how much of an improvement this was over the... Say the C sixty core. This was a it, huge. It was not. It was. It was. It was an improvement in color count and stuff like that. But the graphics are almost identical, yep. and not in a bad way. The C sixty four was just the C sixty four versus was one of the biggest selling C sixty four games. It was a huge. Oh yeah. yeah, I was surprised at how little difference there was between the Amiga and the C sixty four. I mean, the Amiga versions definitely got more colors on the screen. Mm -hmm. But apart from, I mean, C64 looks pretty good. Mm. Well, and it's that's not to speak ill of the Amiga version. No. It obviously looked better. Right. But it just says how good the C64 version looks. Right. Well. And I'm sure that, it, you know, when making the port, they could have done a better, you know, they could have utilized the Amiga more, but they, they pushed it as far as they thought they needed to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because digitized speech on the Amiga... Stuff like that's no big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do that. Um, just uh, it, Baseball Stars released in the arcades and on the Nintendo in the same year, 1989. Uh -huh. Baseball Stars 2 released on the Nintendo and the arcades in the same year, 1992. See? So it predates the re-release of this. So you can see. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, when you say that, yeah. You well, were, I knew 2098. Well, you were way off on that, man. So, um, I give it thumbs up. Yeah, it's a good game. Did you check eBay on this one? I did. Um, there's a copy in the States right now you can get uh, for, I think it was 34 bucks or best offer. So I wouldn't go 34 bucks. And then uh, in Europe, uh, you've got uh, copies available for 20 bucks and under, shipped U.S., uh, and uh, discs for 10 you know? Okay. So. And, and uh, hard, I, I, having not played Hardball 2 on the Amiga, not for a while anyway, I can't say go get this. Screw Hardball Two. Hardball Two may be better. It's a I'll different have to look at game. It. Yeah, it's a different perspective on the field. It's a different. Did you have a, you had a look at it. Yeah. We look. we might fire it up for a few minutes on the on the live stream mm -hmm. just to compare. Um, Brent, anything else you want to add? I think that does it. All Thanks right. for having me back, guys. No problem. Well, we want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, we got Jason Warns. Uh, who is ascended to uh, having his name read on the air. So thank you, Jason. Uh, Graham Vebke, uh, Rob O'Hara, Paul Harrington, Lauren Giroux, Jonas Rulo, Colbjorn Barman, Tapes from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, New Amigo Superfan Chris Folds, Will Folds. Williams, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, and some guy named Brent. So, by the way, cough it up. <laughs> um, next week, I know you haven't thought about what you want to do yet, right? I, you know, it's funny. I had something, but I don't remember what it was. So what do you got? Here, I think it's been a while since we've done a platformer. Okay. I think we should do James Pond next week. We, yeah, we never did the original. We've never done the original. How did that happen? I don't know. We did James Pond 2, Robocod, but never the that original. That is strange. How it did is. we miss the first one? I don't know. You're sure we haven't I'm done sure. it? I'm sure. I've done an Amigos Plays on it, but we haven't we haven't covered it on the well, show. Well, hell, let's do it. That yeah. sounds great to me. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you then. Until then, adios. adios.